This is CliffCentral.com. It's time for Anthea to help us understand the budget. Now, um, Anthea comes in once a week on a Monday to give us the money shot, and she talks through some stocks and shares, and she's an asset manager. And she seems to be, I don't know, you walked in here with, um, with a smile on your face this morning, and normally after the budget, that's the opposite of what people do. I've already had a bit of a rant about how the budget should be about what the government save not how much more they take from you. But we'll talk about the details in a second. Why are you in such a good mood? Come on. Ah, Good morning, Gareth. So for sure, it was very unimaginative. It was pedestrian. It was boring. Um, No surprises. It was pragmatic. And that's what we liked. And I'll tell you, I'll cut to the chase. The reason I am excited about it is because I think it will stave off the downgrade, which is what my biggest concern is. Yeah, you hadn't thought about that. So, no. so sure, you're paying for it. Um, and you already know the facts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, VAT's going up. So, right. so one, basically. 1% increase in VAT. One percentage point in VAT. Because <laughs> just, I'm being pedantic like I should be because that's what I do. It's one percentage point. Okay. Not one percent because 1% on 14% is a mere 0.1%. All right. Uh, so, okay. so one percentage point, uh, the big concern was that VAT would go up even more. Yeah. Why would that have been such a disaster if we had put VAT up by 2%, for example? Would it have been a disaster? Well, it would have been a disaster for our pockets. So basically today, if you eat, if you drive, if you have medical aid. You're if saying it's you like get, we have an option about eating or driving. <laughs> exactly. If you um, get an increase so that it takes you into the next, next tax bracket, if you drink alcohol, if you smoke, um, let me see. You know what uh, Malusi If you import Gerber, anything, if you import. Uh, luxury goods or if you, you buy use a new plastic car. bags <laughs> what he what he should who he should have the poet he should have quoted was elizabeth barrett browning how can i tax thee let me count the ways because Ooh. everything he did yesterday so nobody likes paying one percentage point extra on vat right it is going to pay for let me tell you 64 percent of the budget revenue though so it's definitely coming out of our pockets this budget was Take from the rich to give to the poor and then take back from the middle classes. Um, hmm. And I know everyone was worried because that is across the board and it will affect even the poor. But remember, there will be a couple of zero rated food goods and paraffin um, as well as the food. So bread and maize meal and all those. But actually, a study has shown that... 30% of the wealthiest households will pay 85% of the VAT. So actually, yes, we are, we are actually taking from the rich, even though it's a, it's an across the board, um, increase in your taxes. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I really don't want to go through every single one of the budgetary items, right? Um, so far as to say that I'm, very excited about the fact that it seems that the government now have a complete handle on the fact that they cannot keep borrowing money because that is a huge expenditure and we're getting nothing for it. So just think about your own budget. If you take out a loan and every month you're repaying this loan, you're paying interest on this loan, you're really not building your own assets or your own wealth. I mean, and, and actually that's, a, that's just like a good life lesson for everybody or anybody who's listening because Debt is an absolute killer when it comes to building wealth. So, so, and I think the, the rating agencies will be cognizant of the fact that 
you know, Malusi Gigaba actually said that we just cannot keep borrowing like this because it'll impact future generations and it's just not fair. Right. So it, it wasn't just me that was happy about the budget. The market reacted very well. The 10-year government bond traded below 8% dividend yield for the first time in a long time, um, which is a, a positive sign. The rand strengthened a little bit. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so as I say, boring, 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 but good. <laughs> it was yeah. it was probably the most boring. I was always really annoyed that Praveen used to be so boring, but I kind of I'm happy to hear Malusi's boring because it means that he's focused on the numbers rather than flash. It's so interesting you you mentioned Praveen. Did you not well, I don't know if you listened to the speech, but one of the things that was no. very apparent. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> you know, Gareth, even I struggled. Eh? Normally I'm quite like taking notes and I want to know what's even. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, can this man please stop talking already? Right. <laughs> he was terrible. But um, actually, the one thing that struck me is that it was very much a Pravinesque budget. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it felt like we were going back to Gordon's old kind of, um, Ways of doing things, you know, we have to do what we have to do. We have to make those uh, sacrifices. And just can I say, in, in case there's anybody out there who for a minute doubts it, can I tell you that these cuts, the poorer you feel today is Jacob Zuma's legacy. It, it, this is this is a decade of maladministration is why you're you're paying so much more on the goods that you are today. There was no other way of doing it. That's why... I mean, like I don't, I don't, I'm not happy about being poorer, but that's exactly why it was a good budget. Um, there was no other. They, they weren't trying to keep everybody happy. They were saying we need to do this, and we're going to do it, and let's get on with it. Right. Well, there we go. Did you also notice that there were a couple of things that weren't mentioned in the budget speech? Like what? Like radical economic transformation. Hmm. Like nuclear energy build. Out. Ooh. So, so what wasn't said was equally important. So you, there's, there's no doubt this, this was not a Jacob Zuma Zuptite speech, right? This was, um, as far as possible, a Ramaphosa speech. There's no doubt he, he was coming in and saying, this is what we need to do. This is how we're going to do it. And we're just going to get on and do business. All right. So let's talk about what taxes. I mean, Mubs brought up the sin taxes and estate duties and things like that have gone up. Um, imports. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So that, they, they're we scrambling know. for money. Um, the Treasury needs money. Actually, last year's budget was very much scrambling for money, right? I'm going to take a little bit here. I'm yeah. going to right. increase this here. I'm going to take from here. But this one, the VAT will, I mean, that one percentage point increase in VAT will bring 23 billion rand into the budget. Yeah. That's, that's not bad, right? So, so sure, wow. you could have put it up by two percentage points, um, and kind of almost covered it completely. But no, of course, he had to, he had to increase other taxes. So he didn't increase personal income tax, which was fantastic because actually, I think that increasing personal income tax to that level is punitive, right? And, Counterproductive, quite frankly. I mean, so few people pay personal income tax. Why keep trying to chase the wealthy away? But what they did do was not give you any relief. So if this year you get 
an increase and it takes you into the next tax bracket, you will be paying higher personal income tax. Normally what they would do is something called bracket creep or, or, or relieve you of bracket creep and say, okay, we're pushing it up higher. They didn't do that. And that will bring in a couple of billion rand as well. Um, fuel, the fuel one is a big one. Uh, I mean, that, that, that is going to hit absolutely everybody. There, right. There's, there's no kind of zero rating items on this because think about it. If your fuel goes up, if you drive, your petrol, um, budget goes up every month or every day, quite frankly, uh, public transport goes up, transporting goods goes up. And so basically it really does touch everything. So pray for a weaker rand and a lower oil price. All right. Well, what happened with the rand yesterday? It was slightly stronger. Oh. Yes. Well, that tells you a story. Well, during the budget anyway. Exactly. Um, what else went up? Oh, luxury goods went up. So you're now paying, uh, 9% more or was it 8 or 9% so how more do they on define, luxury goods? How do they define things like luxury goods? What does that mean? Oh, that's a good question. Cause you know, in um, the news, they always say someone um, was arrested in their luxury car and you find out it was a Camry. <laughs> like, is wow. that a luxury car? You know what I mean, right? I know exactly what you mean. And I actually. Let's go. This and that person was arrested in speeding in their luxury car in the N1. And you're like, oh, it's going to be a Bugatti or a Rolls Royce or, a, you know, something fancy. And then it ends up being a Lexus. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what you said luxury car. You do so know. how do we define luxury goods? I honestly don't know what the absolute definition is. But you do know you're living in, in an emerging market, right? So, like, everything that's not... Yeah. So if you're not or... digging in your own shit for food, you, you're basically you're living a luxury living lifestyle. Living in the lap of luxury. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> right. Okay. So luxury goods are going up. Yeah. Right. Um, and then your medical aid, you used to be able to get a tax relief or tax credit. Mm-hmm. That's coming down and that money is going to be used to fund more national health insurance. Um, if you use plastic bags, that's going up. And I don't, I, I haven't. Memorized all these numbers, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Um, but basically, yeah, that, that's kind of. I don't mind plastic bags going up because if you want to do something about that, you can take your own bag. Yes, and please do, actually. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, if you're lazy enough like me that you don't, you never remember to bring your bag along, then you must pay. Yeah. And because it pollutes the environment and it's a disaster. And that's a, that is a great way for government to make money because they're, they're essentially taxing something which is, an unnecessary part of life. When they give you a tax that you can't avoid, to me that seems like where it becomes a bit unfair. You know, things like electricity, um, fuel levies, those kinds of things are unavoidable for everybody. It's mm-hmm. not like you can travel less. Nobody's driving around aimlessly because <laughs> fuel is cheap, you know. Um, it seems to me like a plastic bag is a, is an acceptable thing. Sugar tax, they, they're doing that? Nope, I didn't hear anything about the sugar tax. I might no. have missed it, actually, now that I think about it. Right, well, you're not a big sugar eater, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I have my days. <laughs> <laughs> and then estate duty. So if you own property um, above 30 million rand, Gareth, are you listening carefully? Oh, yeah, sure. Then um, your estate duty tax is going from 20 to 25%. So... Don't die anytime soon. That's the other thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you're to, saying- <laughs> government goes, hi, will you try not to die? Because <laughs> I'm going to tax you. Yeah. I, I want to encroach just for a minute or two on Justice Malala's uh, 
sector or territory here because right. the next question is why did Malusi Gigaba deliver this budget speech? Because my concern, and, and it's been a concern since he was appointed, was that we got downgraded after the rating agencies met with him. And the issue, <laughs> and the issue was that he was unbelievable. He just wasn't credible as a finance minister. So why did Cyril Ramaphosa wait for and and let him deliver the budget speech? Well, Ben asked this question of Mubs earlier, and she said, "Well, maybe he's the fall guy." I'm inclined to agree. You know, do an unpopular budget. I mean, this actually turned out not to be as unpopular as we thought it was. People were predicting a whole lot worse, yeah. and he delivered it. And maybe he just doesn't know that he's on his way out because he seemed he seemed to think he was the bee's knees yesterday. <laughs> shame. Well, I mean, ever since his um, assumed new position as president, a lot of people have been saying, "Well, when are you going to do the reshuffle?" And ultimately, he said, "Like this, these things take time." Well, it's not today because he's, but playing, I mean, he's I th- playing golf today. Yeah, so but I think what he, alone. I think what he's saying was just give me a minute to work on my strategy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if I see this as a company and we're the finance department, I'm going to say this company is ready to be restructured now. Ooh. Right? <laughs> you want to move a cabinet around. All right. So who would you prefer in that job? I mean, people are so unimaginative. They immediately yeah. go, "Well, let's have Praveen back. Let's have let's have Nene back." Well, I it's mean, yeah, Trevor's yeah. been walking on the promenade. Yes, one small picture had people speculating. People have no imagination. I mean, are you telling me that in this whole country there aren't even more talented potential finance ministers than those three? Of course, those three did a, a reasonably good job, but then in the land of the blind, the one-eyed is king. <laughs> so I'm sure we could find someone. I mean, even you know, Lesetia's name was thrown around, right? Yeah, uh, from the Reserve Bank. That's okay, right, but, but but look here. President Ramaphosa is allowed to appoint two people to cabinet who don't even have to be MPs. He could phone Anthea Gardner next week and say to her, Hi, Anthea, it's Cyril. Would you like to be the finance minister? Of course, Anthea will say no immediately. But a lot of other people might say yes. You can do both. Hell no. Of course you can. (laughs) We've got smart people in South Africa, really smart people. And it's time, I think... What about that Edward Kisweter guy who used to be at... uh, Alexander Alex Forbes, Forbes, who's I mean, now running um, the university, right? And in, right. He's an investor. How about him? How about… Um, him and Trevor are friends. They came from the same we, neighborhood see, as me. How about him? <laughs> I mean, how about those two dudes that they fired out of SARS because Tom Moyani came in and, and, and they were inconvenient? Remember the guys who wrote the book, Adrian Lecay and, and uh, what's the other dude's name? Anyway, those guys should be back in SARS. If they want to do a good job, they need good people. And we need young blood. You know, enough of like appointing old people to this position. Like remember when Trevor was appointed, he was very young as a finance minister. And he, in fact, he wasn't even in finance. He's an engineer, right? So it could be, it literally could be Mabali Maloy. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Look, I'll tell you what. I'd be frightened. (laughs) (laughs) But we have, we have really, Really talented young people in this country. So go for someone new. Let's not fall back on what we already know, people. Come on. Absolutely agree with you. And Malusi was young. That was the one thing he had going for him. That's true. Yeah, but we forget politics and government isn't about the best people. It's about the right people. But the right is un, you know, under the certain opinion of someone. Mm, the president, usually. And, and, and his, the ANC. Uh, yeah, the ANC's yeah. NEC. All right. Um, how are you feeling about the indicators so far for 2018? 
Um, so one of the great things about what's going to happen, I think is going to happen, and finally I can end on a good note, is that we are going to have to see some economic growth, right? And I think Ramaphosa will look to do whatever he can to, um, you know, start the, the, the economic growth cycle. Now we're on the upward. And then the flip side of that is potentially that the Reserve Bank may even cut interest rates because yesterday Ooh. CPI inflation came out at 4.4% when we were expecting 47 And that is well within the three to six target range. Um, so I think the next meeting is the third Thursday of March. Mm-hmm. Which is the twenty second or somewhere on there, um, and yeah, we could we could well see an interest rate cut. And don't forget, I know these are horrible uh, tax and VAT and all horrible increases, but if we do get economic growth and if things do come under control, these are not irreversible. And I think you can you'll see in the next three or four years, if things go well, that we'll get a tax reprieve and that income or VAT will be decreased, or your your personal income tax could be decreased again. Nice. Now, that would be amazing. And, you know, we wouldn't have a, a president who's actively working against growth. And SOEs, you didn't mention those. Oh, no. But I would yeah. have liked a word from Malusi Gigaba because he used to be public enterprises minister. He was the one who handed over most of it to the Guptas. Yep, he was the guy that appointed all those board members. He now, started that nonsense. We talk about finance and how important the finance minister is. What we need is a real accountant in the state-owned enterprises. We need a minister in there who's just interested in the bottom line, not a minister who's got political bullshit going on. We need someone who is a really good auditor. They must go in and clean house, SAA, ESCOM, Transnet. So there's a lot of talk that Pravin could take that position, actually. Well, he's he's, he's boring enough. Yeah, and he's not my favorite finance minister either, by the way. No, it's nobody's. (laughs) Yeah, anybody puts up my taxes. Um. But yeah, he could well be the guy you're looking for in public enterprises. Let's just look at where we were when Nene was fired. What is it? Two and a half, three years ago now. And look at where we are now. And it hasn't gone as badly as we expected after that to happen. Only because we've arrested some serious nasty developments. But I, I do think that there's a lot of positivity in there at the moment. And you can't quantify that on the balance sheet. It seems that we're also... Forcing our private enterprises to account for themselves like we haven't before in the light of what happened with Steinhoff last year. And finally, there seems to be some healthy indication that unemployment is headed in the right direction, even if it's going there slowly. Little things, right, Anthea? Yeah, definitely. All, all the key indicators are showing the right things. I, I know you say it's difficult to quantify uh, the euphoria, the Ramaphosa euphoria we're feeling. But actually, I think what you'll see is business confidence increasing um, and coming back to a decent level. And if that happens, well, then the numbers just follow, actually. It, mm-hmm. Like companies will start investing. Foreigners will start investing. So, yeah. All right. Anthea Gardner, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to come talk about the budget with us. This podcast will be available on cliffcentral.com through the course of the day. And if you need any more info, Anthea will be back on Monday with a whole lot more on stocks, shares, and what you can do to make the most out of your money. This is cliffcentral.com.